You know, having sensitive skin makes finding skincare products so difficult. It is. But today's sponsor, OneSkin, makes it easy. Their topical supplements are formulated with soothing ingredients and natural antioxidants. And they're gentle enough to use every day, even if you have sensitive skin. And it was founded by an all-female team of scientists. OneSkin's products are backed by extensive lab and clinical data to validate their efficacy and safety on all skin types. Their topical supplements are the easiest way to keep your skin healthy and hydrated without all the harsh ingredients or irritation found in other skincare products. In a third-party 12-week clinical study performed by third-party research organization OS01 Face was clinically proven to strengthen the skin barrier, improve skin health markers, and diminish visible signs of aging. Like wrinkles were diminished in 87% of users. One Skin is the world's first skin longevity company by focusing on the cellular aspects of aging one skin keeps your skin looking and acting younger for longer get started today with 15 percent off using code tco at oneskin.co that's 15 percent off oneskin.co with code tco after your purchase they'll ask you where you heard about them please support the show and tell them we sent you it's more than just your output, more than a bike. When you hear your shout out, you know it's all right. Put on your magic pants and let's go. We're cruising into the power zone. Clip in, set yourself free. Come on and take a ride with me. You know what you need to know. What's it all about? Everything you need. It's all the clip out. Welcome to the Clip Out, episode 44. This is Crystal O'Keefe. And this is Tom O'Keefe. Happy Friday. Happy 44. Happy 44 Friday. Or if you live in St. Louis. Farty far. Farty far. <laughs> That's how they say it. I know. We also, instead of saying wash, we say wash. Well, we don't, but there are people who do. Yes, it happens. Need some Cialis for that microphone stand? <laughs> I don't know what's happening. Kevin did something to it. <laughs> Kevin's not allowed to use a microphone anymore. <laughs> That's probably for the best. <laughs> oh, goodness. So we normally record these in the evening, and we're recording this one in the morning. So if we don't sound as chipper, well, you might be chipper. You're already up and took a ride. Yeah, so. well, I didn't ride. I uh, I did uh, Beachbody On Demand this morning. I have to I had to pace myself with the rides. And why would that be? Because next week we're headed to Chicago, and uh, it's my big 400, and I'm already at ride 396. So I got to slow down. You gotta <laughs> slow your roll. I got to slow my roll. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Chicago next week. Well, let's make it a shameless plug. We're going to Chicago next week, and uh, yes, um, we will be at the Peloton store, the Old Orchard store in Skokie. In Skokie, which if you live around Chicago, that means something to you. Yes, and we are so excited to meet everybody, and uh, we are so excited to. I mean, I'm excited to to do a ride in a, in a showroom. I've never done that. I'm excited to go to Second City. Yeah, we're going to do that Friday night. Yeah. But you're excited to meet everybody, I'm sure. Yeah. You just, be you at, just don't uh, want to ride. No, I won't be riding. I'll be down at, uh, is there an Orange Julius in this mall? <laughs> I don't know. I'll be down there. <laughs> they would be disappointed if I wasn't eating an Annie Ann's pretzel and drinking an Orange Julius. You that's, think they would? That's my brand. That's your brand. <laughs> and they'd be like, if I got on the bike, they'd be like, oh, man. Oh, Tom. That's not what we expected from him. Boo. I think they would be so excited to witness it firsthand. That's It'd be what I like think. If you met Tom Selleck and you got your picture taken with him, with no mustache, with no mustache, I don't, I couldn't handle that. You'd be like, well, do I even want a picture taken with him now? <laughs> uh, mustache, <That> lame. <laughs> Nobody even know it's Tom Selleck. It's <laughs> <is> dumb. <laughs> so anyway. Please come out and join us, won't yes, you? Yes, we love to meet you. Yes, and we'd also love to not uh, be in a mall all by ourselves. That would be great, That'd too. That'd be nice, too. We don't need a spinal tap moment. Nah. No. So, uh, other shameless plugs while we're shamelessly plugging. <laughs> don't forget, we're available on iTunes. You can go there, rate, review, subscribe. Uh, it helps us tremendously. It's why we whore out for it each week. And then you don't have to remember to download an episode. It will show up like magic. Like magic. We have a review to share. Oh. Yet another person who was kind enough to leave a review for us. Well, I would like to hear it this is from jeff's girl 88 okay and her subject line is love the clip out Aww. and she says just love to listen to all the tribe updates interviews and just to hear you two oh total chemistry between you two as it should be with any married couple and her leaderboard name is suck it up buttercup oh 
I love Suck It Up Buttercup. I think that is the best leaderboard name. Okay, maybe not the best best because I say that about a lot of leaderboard names, but I love that one. But it's definitely like top 80. <laughs> yes. And she gets shout outs all the time. <laughs> it's a great leaderboard name. It's a great leaderboard name. So thank you for the kind review. And yes, if you thank would you very much. like to hear your review and or leaderboard name right on the show, just... Drop by iTunes and leave us a review Yes It would probably increase your odds of being read If it were a good review <laughs> But I'm thinking you don't care if you hear your leaderboard name read by a show you hate So, so yeah It's probably it's probably a self-correcting problem I think it is Yeah So uh, what do we have coming up on the show this week? We have some We have some gossip We gotta get to the bottom of Do tell girl Well we'll, we'll get to it And uh, we have a great ride coming up this weekend that we have to talk about. It's it's to ride in solidarity for the Parkland tragedy. So we're going to talk about that. And then uh, there's a new group I want to tell everybody about. And we have our interview with Billy Lenore. Awesome. Well, let's dig in, shall we? Sure. It's time for news of the Peloton. So let's get to the gossip. The gossip. Okay. So... There was a post made by Stephen Little. Oh, dear. On Facebook. And it said, see y'all real soon. And everyone in Facebook land went nuts. Not everybody. <laughs> I didn't go nuts. Okay. Well, everybody who was all excited. Right. They went nuts. <laughs> but the rumors started swirling. Is he coming back to Peloton? Is he going back to Flywheel? What is happening? So then there were like all the crazy rumors that got insane. So fast forward to this morning. Right. There's an ad on Instagram, an ad for SoulCycle. Oh, dear. SoulCycle says they have something new coming February 26th, three days from now. And uh, looks like it's their at-home bike. What a great idea. (laughs) I'm yeah, surprised. if only I thought of that three years ago. Well, actually, like six years ago, because by the time it went through all the production and... <laughs> how, how has no one ever thought of this? Huh. Yeah. Now the rumors are, OMG, Stephen Little is going to SoulCycle. Well, that's the one that's left, right? It is the one that's left, because he's already done Flywheel. Right. And he's already done Peloton. So I guess if you're going to do an at-home bike, it's going to be SoulCycle. There you go. So now we got to know, well, first of all, is it really happening? <laughs> so, so it's unconfirmed It is right. just a rumor And then if if he does go there Are we going to have people leave Because that's been the whole thing Like if are people so wrapped up in Stephen Little They're going to leave the Peloton To go buy a whole new bike And ride with SoulCycle And then how long is that going to last Because you know I mean he has been at Flywheel He has been at Peloton So I figure you got to get out a year Yeah I mean you do got to ask yourself Like if I do go make this investment in SoulCycle Because of him Where am I going to be at in 18 months Yeah Am I going to have a third bike and, and you know, and maybe you could just use the app because I don't know if because I don't know if SoulCycle has an app right. in the same manner that Peloton does, where you can ride any bike. But then you still wouldn't get your metrics. So I don't know. I don't know how that would work. And and was it you that was telling me they like get off their bike in the middle of the ride? Isn't I thought that's what SoulCycle does. Like isn't that the one where they dance and stuff? I I, I don't know. I don't cheat. Yeah, I thought I thought that was the thing with SoulCycle where they no, were, it totally could be. I really, I, I just don't know because I've never taken a class. And that was a lot of the theory why they didn't, why Peloton didn't do that sort of stuff. Because I thought they danced on the bike. Maybe that's what it is. I thought they. Some people have cited that dancing on the bike can be unsafe. Right. So, so that's another interesting thing because Stephen Little, when he would teach his classes, which I loved, like I'm not anti Stephen Little for anyone who's out there. You know, he would say things like it's not safe to dance on the bike, and he would say that you know you shouldn't be up all the time you should be seated and if you want to build your endurance you sit down and you ride your bike when you're outside riding a bike you don't get up i don't know how those two would mesh together so i mean is he even going to soul cycle yeah, it like seems this. like he would be really anti soul cycle or maybe he's teaching a whole different way to do it at soul cycle i don't be. know there's, there's so many questions there are and it's all speculation because it could not be those two things could be completely unrelated it could but it's fun to gossip it is so there's your daily gossip yeah do with it what, what you, you will. will. Yeah, like we're just please remember that uh, we have no inside information. The views of the hosts of of the clip out do not necessarily reflect the hosts of the clip out. Wait, what? <laughs> well, we certainly can't say that any of this is reality because we literally do not know. Yeah, we we know nothing. So there, let us throw some gas on the fire. <laughs> we don't care. <laughs> this, give you guys something to talk about this weekend. This is what happens when you make us record in the morning. <laughs> 
if you're looking to avoid carbs, it's always a challenge trying to find bread that fits in with your keto lifestyle. Right, because you want to make sure that it tastes good and you want to make sure it has good ingredients. So I think Hero Bread does both. Especially when you're in the store, you are overwhelmed with bread choices. Yes. And I've had other breads before that claim to have low net carbs and you are certainly sacrificing taste texture size yes none of that with hero bread no because sometimes on the ones that have the low net carbs they have like no substance to it (laughs) it's like eating air it is and hero bread actually really tasted good and it felt like a solid piece of bread like i did not feel like i was giving up something i was surprised at how big each slice of bread was here's the real test of a piece of bread (laughs) i didn't make a sandwich with these i just had toast which you love because you have toast almost every day i do it was the (laughs) best textured bread of this sort that i've ever had and if you're doing the math it's zero to one grams of net carbs zero gram sugar and high in fiber so don't give up being a breadhead. Hero Bread is offering 10% off your order. Go to hero.co and use code TCO at checkout. That's TCO at H-E-R-O dot C-O. Man, oh man, do you love your AG1? I really do. You do. It's a wonderful tasting drink, and it also makes me feel good. Like, it's a great way to start the day. Uh, you know, I grew up, my dad always had things like tomato juice first thing in the right. morning. I feel like AG1 is my tomato juice. <laughs> <laughs> this generation's V8. Yes, I, I do. Uh, but I love the way it makes me feel. It's like I get all of my vitamins, and I'm ready for the day just with a drink. And like I said, it's a good tasting drink and it can help replace your your multivitamin just by drinking an ag1 every day yes and not only did i replace my multivitamin with ag1 but i love that every scoop also includes prebiotics probiotics and digestive enzymes for gut support it also has vitamin c and zinc to support my immune health if there's one product i had to recommend to elevate your health it's ag1 and that's why i've partnered with them for so long if you want to take ownership of your health it starts with ag1 try ag1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D3K2 and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase at drinkag1.com slash clipout. That's drinkag1.com slash clipout. Check it out. (laughs) So on a less humorous note. Yeah. So I know everybody is aware of the horrible tragedy that took place in Parkland, Florida on Valentine's Day. Ugh. I'm so, so tired of these things happening. And it's like anybody with kids, you send them off to school every day. You just you you, you just assume they're going to come home like that yeah. should be an assumption. That should be an assumption, not not something that you have to pray for. Yeah, it should be a win, not an if. Yeah. And uh, for for 17 people that that left for their work and school that day, they did not come home. And so there are a group of people that have put together a dedication, if you will, or Jen Bishop, Melinda Tappanese, Amy Eichmann, and Linda Rosen were the organizers of this. And uh, the end result is that every live ride on Sunday, February 25th, is going to be dedicated to these 17 students and teachers that were lost on Valentine's Day. And uh, we're going to ride together in their honor we're gonna ride in solidarity so any live rides that you take that day please use the hashtag msd strong to show your love and support and if and if you happen to be an alum from douglas please add your class and year to your hashtag and uh, we want to show up we want to be there for them and there's also a gofundme that you can add to if you would like of course, donations are always appreciated. They go straight to the uh, victims. And that is put together by some people in Parkland, Florida. Like this is going straight to the victims who were affected. So anything you guys can do, be there. Just be there. That's enough. They just want to know we're there for them. And if you're looking for that GoFundMe, uh, we will post it at Facebook.com slash the clip out and in our clip out group. So you don't have to go hunting around the Internet and maybe stumble into some sort of weird clone That's just trying to siphon off cash for something sleazy. So back into less depressing topics. There's a new group. There is a new group. I wanted to tell everybody about this because I thought it was kind of fun. So there are a list of questions that newbies have. And even if you've been on the bike for a while, you may not know where you can travel and still have access to your bike. One of the questions that gets asked on a regular basis is, 
where can I find a hotel in XYZ City when I'm traveling to? Okay. And it's really hard to find in the OPP. I mean, we're up to 70,000 people or something right. crazy like that. So when you search something, when you request something like that, you, you just, unless you get a whole bunch of responses, it floats to the bottom real quick. Or you get yelled at for asking something that someone asked in June of 2015. Yes. So Jody Homan Palamides made a new group. It's called Peloton Hotels. On the go This group is dedicated to Talking about where the Pelotons are Out in the wild And yeah. uh, you They just You go in and you post and, and if you can Take a picture of it Review what the bike was like What's going on in the situation Tell everybody about it And then that's all it is So you don't have to search through 70,000 people's posts yeah. Because it's all about the hotels and the bike Awesome that's Yeah good idea. I thought it was a great idea Go Jody <laughs> <laughs> And of course I belong Because I mean we do travel Occasionally Yeah So you never know When I'll actually get to ride a Peloton While we're on vacation I know when I'll get to ride a Peloton While we're on vacation Yeah at HRI Never <laughs> No, I'm pr- pretty sure the answer is never HRI Right, never <laughs> Those are not the same words Yeah, no, they are <laughs> We'll have to agree to disagree I'll have to agree to me not writing Anyway, what's our next topic? <laughs> so, I had to talk about the Olympic rides Okay So, Robin was broadcasting live from Korea And all four of those rides were Freaking amazing <laughs> Like man you felt like you could do Anything when you got off those rides Two of them were 45 minutes two of them were 30 minute rides They were just Fantastic if if Anybody has not taken those rides You have until February 25th to Complete the challenge and be entered in the grand prize So please go do it because you will Not regret it I'll get right on that I already entered us it's okay oh cool I, Now I don't have to thanks babe <laughs> Perhaps we Should discuss Yes A little bit of running Oh yeah You did a little bit of running last week I did I did do a little bit of running You did your first 10k I did I did And I uh, watched my first 10k Yes Well you watched parts of it I watched the beginning and the end (laughs) How else am I supposed to watch it? Well some people like follow their loved ones around That's called running a 10k No like you go to the little (laughs) viewing spots There were six of them There were? Uh huh I didn't know that I told you You did not I did You did not tell me There were six viewing spots I read it to you Off of the website Oh like the day You were like I think I might do this That was months ago Well if you cared You would have have committed to memory You were like I'm thinking about doing this thing (laughs) You were there That's what counts I was there And you took pictures I did Took pictures Yes (laughs) And we recorded my other podcast at a totally different time. Yes. So I could be there. Yes. You were a very supportive husband. So Might thank you have. for standing out in the cold. Sure, I stood out in the cold. Well, I mean, thank you for standing in the cold while we waited for it to begin and then while I crossed the finish line. Yeah. Then between I might have taken in a nap in my car. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Luckily I run slow So there was no danger Of you not making it Back to the finish line I set an alarm <laughs> Did you really? No I knew I would Not wake up in time <laughs> I knew what your times were <laughs> So anyway Good job Thank you yeah. Thank you I am glad I did it It was it was a good experience uh, The trails were Incredibly slippery Yeah this wasn't like A regular marathon Like on flat paved ground Like you were running Through the woods Yeah and stuff. this was a trail run So my very first 10k Was also my very first Trail run Like so. a meatball Rudy the rabbit Sure Somebody out there Knows what I'm talking about I believe about. it They'll they, be very I, excited By I that I hear reference. people say that All the time They're always like I always get Tom's references I don't <laughs> So I'm glad you guys do But yeah It was really slippery Like people were Like sliding No, I never saw anybody fall But I saw people come Very close to yeah. it Myself included I saw I almost, some muddy people Crossing that finish Yeah line. It was It was It was rough It was rough But great I'm well, glad I did it Yeah well good job babe And now on to a half marathon I'm really gonna have to uh, Up my workout regimen So I can have enough stamina To watch a half marathon Yeah Wish me luck Good luck <laughs> And I'll continue my training That's probably for the best Okay Man there is nothing worse Than when you buy a pair of sunglasses 
and then you lose or break them. I would agree. So what do we do about that? <laughs> well, that's where Gooder comes in. Their sunglasses are $25 each. So nobody likes to throw away $25, but it's a lot better than throwing away a hundred or more dollars on a pair of broken sunglasses, right? Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I have to say that's not my favorite part about Gooder. My favorite part about Gooder is that when I run, they don't slip, they don't bounce, and they're 100% polarized. Um, and they also come in like a million different colors and styles. For your $25, you're not sacrificing comfort, safety, or style. If you want to support the show and pick up a pair, Gooder is giving the Clipout listeners free shipping on their first order. Just go to gooder.com slash TCO. That's G-O-O-D-R dot com and use code TCO to get free shipping. Gooder offers a 30 30- day money back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Find your pair at gooder.com slash TCO and use code TCO to get free shipping. Checking in with the Peloton community. So uh, joining us today via Skype phone is Billy Lenore. Hey, Billy, how's it going? Great. How are you, Tom? Okay, I reckon. Hi. And Hi, Crystal. Crystal. <laughs> what a jerk. I, I, although I'm gonna I'm gonna revel in this moment because normally it's like hi Crystal and then they're like oh Tom so they, they well, I, I was gonna say hi Crystal and hi Mr Chicken Nugget but you know. <laughs> it's chicken tender yeah, yeah. You know, I'm an adult sir. <laughs> <laughs> well, we are so excited to have you on, Billy. Thank you for joining us. Thanks. I appreciate the uh, the invite. Well, I'm going to start with my usual question. We want to hear all about your journey to Peloton and, and how you got to here. Oh, okay. Well, buckle in because it's quite an interesting uh, story. <laughs> okay, we've got. I want to I want to preface this by saying I know a lot of people have been through much worse, so I don't. I'm not. I don't want to come across as my story is the be, be all into all stories, but it's it's been quite the journey. 2010 is when I finally decided. You know what? I actually want to try to get healthy in life and do something, and actually eat vegetables. I know Tom, you're cringing right now. You shut your whore mouth. <laughs> vegetables. <laughs> Oh, I was I was sitting I was laying in bed and uh, we were my wife and I were watching QVC and they had uh, Tony Horton with P90X on there and I was like oh yeah whatever there's no way I can do that I'd, I'd probably die you're like is there like a P45X <laughs> we start there work our way up <laughs> but they they brought on this guy on there and he and he was almost as big as I was at the time and I was like okay he you know and it wasn't just like his story. It, he was actually there, so you could see that he had where he'd come from, and see live in person on TV that he had he'd got where he'd gotten. You know, I was like, okay, if he can do it, surely I can do it. And he didn't die, so maybe I won't die. So I, I tried that, and then I tried several other beach body programs, you know, Insanity and all those other crazy ones. Oh. Um, and and I did really good for a while, but like a lot of people, food is like our downfall. We we all like the bad stuff that's not healthy for you way too much more than we like the healthy stuff. Right, Tom? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I got down about 74 pounds as of early 2015, I think it was. Wow. Congratulations. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. And then life took a nosedive. <laughs> so I've been having a lot of sinus issues and I just couldn't, I was getting major sinus infections all like every six weeks for a while. And I finally went to a, a nasal specialist and um, I forget what you even call those people. Is it like um, a rhinoplasty or and something? And that's nose jobs. Oh, well then I don't yeah. know. <laughs> I, I shouldn't try to shouldn't try to put medical terms. <laughs> I don't know why I can't think of the term, but anyways, I went to one because a bunch of my friends said this is the guy that can fix everything. I go, okay, great. I went and saw him, and sure enough, he said, you know, you're you need nasal surgery, and you have like this collapsed nose area, and it's holding all this fluid and blah blah blah, and all these gross things. Well, what it. What had caused that, and I didn't think about it, was when I was about 15, I think it was, I was in a car wreck, didn't have a seatbelt on, and I left my nice facial implant on the, on the oh. windshield. Didn't realize that any, anything had gone wrong back then fully. Right. Sure. So 
he decided, no, you, you really need this. And I'm like, okay, let me think about it. And it's just one of those things I went and within the next two or three weeks, I noticed that I was having breathing issues. It's like, okay, what did you do to me to make me now all of a sudden realize <laughs> you really do need it. <laughs> so I scheduled it and I went in and this is where the bombshell for me really dropped and started the ball rolling. So I went in for surgery and came out of it and he was staying there and my wife had this look on her face like, you know, I'm so glad you're alive. And I was like thinking, okay, she's probably just glad I'm done with surgery or whatever. And the doctor's standing there. And he's like, we need to have a serious talk. Do you Are you coherent enough to understand what I'm saying? And I'm like, I'm like yeah, I, I know what's going on. And he asked me a couple of questions to make sure I really knew what was going on. And he said, you've got blood pressure issues. And I went, well, okay, you know, thinking in the back of my mind, what's so big about that? And he goes, no, let me tell you what happened. He said, most people, and about the time the anesthesiologist walks in, he's like, most people, their blood pressure drops to the basement and we're prepared for that. He's like, and we're prepared for everything. He goes, yours shot up to like 280 over 150. Oh. And my mouth hit the floor. I was like, uh, that's really bad, right? He's like, yes. Like, I could have gone into cardiac arrest, full-blown heart attack, something. Could have just like completely blown up on the table in front of them, you know. So I was, I was like, okay. I kind of sat there going, what just happened? And, you know, thankfully the anesthesiologist was, you know, well prepared. He's a real good guy and he knew exactly what to do. He's like, we got it under control right away. So you're, that's why we don't believe anything happened, but could have really happened. So I'm trying not to get choked up about that because it's, that was pretty, a, a pretty heavy moment. Sure. So I went to a doctor that I'd been seeing and I said, Hey, here's what happened. He's like, okay, let's get you know, some blood pressure medication. And meanwhile, I've got a four to six week recovery at this point still or something like that. Fast forward those four or six weeks, whatever it was, the doctor, the, the nose guy said, you know, you can start working out very, very lightly. He's like, I don't want you going all insanity on me, but you can start, you know, one pound, two pounds, light walking, heavy walking, you know, just not, not too much. And I thought, okay. So I start working out and I worked out one day, I think it was, I was fine. Like the next day I started working out and all of a sudden I feel my nose is like getting really wet. And then all of a sudden I feel like something inside my face boiling, not boiling, but you know, kind of like bubbling up and I run to the sink and blood just comes gushing out. Like, mm. like if you were to turn on the, the water hose or the sink faucet on full that's how fast it was coming out and I was trying to stop it and I stopped it and got to a hospital that was near me and they said if you don't get it stopped we're gonna have to go in and do surgery and do what's called cauterizing oh yeah. <laughs> so I called my my nose guy and I was told him what's going on he goes oh, I'm not he said I'm not insurance I'm not covered by your insurance at that hospital can you get to mine and I said well it stopped and they're gonna release me he goes, okay, well, come see me later this week if you start having any other issues. And so I said, okay. He goes, obviously, no working out, no doing anything because he said working out is shooting your blood pressure up. So you've still got issues that aren't getting resolved with your blood pressure. We need to figure something out. And I'm going, okay, great. You know, just I don't want to deal with this anymore already. So the next morning, I'm sleeping and the same feeling happens again and wakes me up and I run straight to the bathroom and it's the same thing as the day before, just coming out like crazy. And I'm like, this this is just not happening. This is not good. So I get a hold of him and I'm told him what's happening. He goes, meet me at my hospital right now. So my wife takes me there and he goes, we're putting you under and you're having another nose surgery. We're going to cauterize. We're going to do this, this. Just start stalling all these things at me. Oh. So surgery number two at this point. And, and, and how long has it been since the last one at this point? I want to say it, it's all kind of a blur. I think it's about four weeks. Okay. Oh, terrible. Yeah. So think of this started, I think, in like January, I think it was. And here we are like maybe end of January, early February, something like that. So he puts me under, goes in there, takes care of it. And by the time I come to, he goes, you have another doctor that I'm recommending. You've already got an appointment. You're going to see him at four o'clock this afternoon. Here's his address. Here's where he is. You're going to him. Don't argue. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, so like, yes, sir. You know, and he said, and by the way, your blood pressure did shoot up again, really up to like 280 over 150, but we were prepared, obviously. So we kept you under control, but you're, you're going. And I didn't even argue. I was like, I don't want to do this ever again. Yes. So I went and saw that doctor 
He got me on a different kind of blood pressure and I never had any issues again like that. So I was like, okay, great. This is awesome. I finally got released, started working out. And within a week, I was sick again. And I'm like, why am I already sick? I'm not, he told me everything would be fixed. So I went and saw him and he said, okay, maybe everything you just went through, we need to get some really, really high potent kick you in the rear antibiotics to kick everything out that maybe came back as a result of all the stuff you've been going through. Like, okay, fine. Take like 10 or 12 days of this really, really high antibiotic stuff. And within a couple weeks, I'm sick again. And I'm going, this was all supposed to be fixed. And I, by, by now, I'm just, you know, I'm, I'm not necessarily angry, but I'm extremely frustrated and just looking for any kind of relief, any kind of answers. Yeah. So he sends me to an allergy specialist. He said, there's something going on, something that I can't see that this guy that I know will figure it out. So I go and they take a bunch of blood and they run it through all these different kinds of tests. And it takes a few weeks to get the results back. And he comes back and he goes, okay, your white blood cell count is not anywhere close to where it's supposed to be to fight off anything. And there's like 11 or 12 different strands of strep that you can get. And I think I was immune to like two. So what they ended up doing at that point was they said, okay, we're going to inject you with a bunch of different antibody stuff. And this should build up over time. It'll take a couple weeks, I think it was, but that should fix your problems. And so I did get better and I started feeling better and I didn't get sick anymore. So fast forward, I I can't place it without going back and looking at actual doctor records, but it was sometime within the next couple of months or so. My left wrist started really bugging me when I was working out and I knew what it was and it was carpal tunnel issues because I'd had my right wrist done like 12 years before that and I'd been putting off the left one you know you know it is if you don't feel good or something's painful until it gets too much you're just not going to really do anything about it yeah I think that's a man thing (laughs) (laughs) maybe really do we want to talk about you and your doctor visits no okay then (laughs) continue Nice. So, so I went. I went in right away because I I knew what it was, and I knew that it was getting to the point that it was because I'd been through it with my right wrist before. I knew what was going to happen if I let the left wrist go any longer. So I knew it was time, and I went in and saw my hand surgeon that I'd seen ten or twelve years earlier, and said, "Here's what's going on. Here's where I am. Remember we." did this before i said you know i know what's coming and you're gonna just take one look at it and tell me i need surgery and he said well let's do this test just to make sure and it's like the worst test ever maybe not ever but it's a horrible test because they basically hook up these electrodes to your fingers and they they stab you with something like in a millisecond or not necessarily a stab but it feels like you're being stabbed it's like a major shock and it registers the time from when they shock the crap out of you to when your finger responds oh it sounds, yeah, it, I'm not saying it doesn't sound bad, but it, to me, it still sounds better than a math test. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I was really good at math, so I'll disagree. But if you said like English or geometry, well, geometry, yeah, I wasn't good at that. So yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I, I ended up having this having to have surgery, and I, I knew I was going to. And that's another four to six to eight weeks recovery, something like that. And I was thinking, okay, surely that's it. Once I get done with this, life will be good again. I'll get back on track. And all through this point up to this, because that's surgery number three, keep in mind, and within like about a year. All through this point in time, I'm slowly gaining a lot of the weight back that I've lost. Because when yeah. when I was all out of it and couldn't do anything, I, I, I turned to food because that's just how, I was, how I've always been programmed is Food makes me feel better. I don't care what it is. Chicken tenders, chicken nuggets, pizza. Give it to me. If I want it, I, and you know, my wife knows when I don't feel good or when I'm sick or when I'm in pain, don't argue, just do it. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) You know, how most of us men are. (laughs) Yeah. That, that's definitely women too. I'll tell you that. It's like, I remember when I was pregnant, the only thing that, the only thing that was still easy to do and I could enjoy easily was, was food. (laughs) (laughs) So then he would think that that's enough to go through. But wait, there's more. So I recover from the carpal tunnel surgery and I get released to start playing my drums again and and working out and doing all the stuff that I love. And again, everything's blurry, but I don't think I had been released a week, maybe two, and I get in a car wreck. Yikes. 
Now, keep in mind, I just had surgery on my left wrist. I see uh, my light turns green. I'm going through it. I see this lady coming out of the direction. She's not stopping. I hit the brakes. I hit the horn. And I don't move my hand from the steering wheel at the time of impact because I'm just not – I'm freaking out that I'm about to hit, hit the side of this lady that's going in front of me. The airbag goes off and takes out the first three fingers of my right hand. Whoa. So – and by taking out, I mean it's fractured the thumb pretty bad. The first finger is uh, fractured but not too bad. The middle finger – is definitely broken, but at the time of impact, all I could all I could feel was my hand immediately quadrupling in size because I could tell that I broke it as soon as the airbag hit it. Oh my gosh! I'm like crap. <laughs> so I call my uh, hand surgeon, my hand specialist, surgeon guy, and I'm like, "Hey, I need to come see you." And he's like, "What?" I'm like, "Yeah, this is not good." And oh, actually, I went to the ER first because I called my hand specialist, and they said, "No, you need to go to the ER first. So I go to the ER and they confirm, you know, that it's broken. I'm like, great. I just got released from left hand. Now I've got to deal without my right hand for who knows how long. So then I go to my hand surgeon and he takes uh, x-rays and he's like, okay, this is, this is pretty bad. You're going to need surgery. Great. So surgery number four. <laughs> so, so he goes in and at the time that he was going in, he told me, he said, I'm going to do what I can to make everything as minimal as possible. But if I have to open you up and go into your hand, I'm going to have to do it. And I told him, I said, just do what you have to do. Just make sure I can still play my drums and work out afterwards. And so he goes in and I guess part, part way through the surgery, he went out to talk to my wife and said, you know, I have to open him up and go into one of his fingers. And she said, <clears throat> You know, what am I supposed to tell you? No, go ahead, go do it. So when I come to and I wake up and he comes in there after I've woken back up and I'm coherent enough to understand where I am and what's going on, he says, okay, he said, your, your thumb was pretty bad and you have two pins that are externally placed in there. I'm like, okay. He said, the first finger will heal on its own. So it's fine. He goes, but your middle finger, I had to open up and go put two permanent pins in there. And he said that, you know, he tried to make it work externally, but every time he got the bones lined up and would try to go through the external piece that they would just fold under. Like if you were crossing your fingers together and then putting, pushing your fingers into your palms, he said they would just all, the bones would just split. He couldn't, he couldn't mash them together externally. Weird. So yeah, he said it was, it was really, really, really bad. So I'm just like, okay, you know, whatever. <laughs> Am I going to be able to do all the things I love? He said, you'll be fine. He said, the pins shouldn't bother you except for maybe when it gets really cold. I'm like, okay, I can deal with that. So that's surgery number four. I recover and get back on my feet and start working out and start doing really good. And I go through, and I actually had to go through about four or five weeks of physical therapy because the thumb was so isolated by itself. The fingers weren't so bad, but my thumb Still to this day, if you put your finger on the bottom of your thumb and try to bend the top over, I still don't have full full exact bendability there, flexibility there. I can bend a lot, but I still can't bend all the way because they never could, even through physical therapy, get 100% uh, movement back on it. Wow. But, but it doesn't affect anything that I do, which I was thankful for. So I just I deal with that. There's... He, my hand guy said, I could go back in and try to do something surgically. He goes, but there's no guarantees. So I said, no, you're going to leave it alone because I've had enough. <laughs> yeah. yeah, leave me alone. <laughs> and like I've, I'm like, I've had four surgeries in like the last year and a half or so at this point. I don't want any more. Like I, I said, don't take this the wrong way. I hope I don't ever see you again unless it's like in the grocery store or something. <laughs> Fast forward again, four or five weeks or so after I've been 100% released and the middle finger, the one with the two pens, starts catching a lot when I bend it. And I'm like, oh, great. You know, what in the world now? I, I just I, I can't deal with anything else. I've been through so much already. And I could have had a heart attack. I broke a hand. I had wrist surgery. I had no surgery. It's like enough, enough. So I go back in and I show him what's going on. He goes, he said, that's called a trigger finger. It's not going to get better. It's either going to stay like it is or it's going to get worse. He said, the good news is from your x-rays and stuff, he goes, I could take the pens out and fix it at the same time. I'm like, whatever. I, I just don't even care at this point. Just I don't want any more problems. 
So I ended up having surgery number five, and he fixed the trigger finger, and that was, I think, around 13 months ago. So I spent most of most or all of 2017 trying to find myself again, realize that I don't really have any more limits anymore, realize that I can eat healthy again, I can work out harder, and which leads to Peloton <laughs> this, past, <laughs> this past November, or actually August. August, I'm in the Atlanta, Georgia area for work, and I opted to stay the weekend instead of flying back for some reason. I think it was client-related or something. And I was walking through one of the malls there, and um, there's a Peloton store. And I was like, oh, I've heard of that. I want to go check it out. And to make this long conversation a little shorter, basically, I ended up taking a test ride in there and then going back the next day. Or was going to go back the next day, but I didn't. So I just took like about a 10 or 12-minute ride and was hooked and ended up buying one in this past November. Wow. That's awesome. That's awesome. So – very long-winded. I'm sure you'll have <laughs> questions. <laughs> wow. So, goodness, you went through quite quite an ordeal before you you found Peloton. And and it's interesting because a lot of people saw it on Facebook or they saw it on TV or heard about it from a friend. But you just you were just walking through a mall and you were like, oh, I would like this now. <laughs> was it <laughs> right. was it weird that you like gave it a try right in the mall? I mean. I know, I know you ride there now, like when you're in Atlanta, but was it weird for the very first time, not knowing anything really about Peloton or the community to go in and do a test ride? I mean, I had seen the bike on TV. I think it was once or twice prior to actually walking into a store. But yeah, whenever the guy said, you want to put on shoes and try it, I was like, uh, no, uh, I was like, no, I just wanted to come see if it really looks like it's, you know, really durable and, and not made out of junky metal or something. And I actually walked out of the store, but I got about 10 stores down. And I was like, I may never get this chance again. I don't know where, if they ever have another store anywhere else. So I actually went back and that's when I got on there for like 10 or 12 minutes. And he gave me those nice little urban ear headphones. that just like, you know, sound like the most amazing sound bar in your head. And I was, I was instantly hooked and I didn't even, I didn't even care what people thought at that point. It just wasn't weird. I just, I had, once the headphones got on and the music started playing and I, I was just like, I don't care who's watching. This is amazing. <laughs> yeah. I can't be like, even when like you're at the furniture store and they're like, check out the mattress. And I'm like, I'm sure it's fine. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. You do that. <laughs> I'm not laying down on this thing. Right. It's weird. Besides laying down on a mattress, that's not the real test. You know what I'm saying? PG, sir. PG. So you're, I mean, fairly new to the, the community. What, what do you think about the Peloton community so far? What was it like hitting the OPP for the first time? Were they, um, were they yelling at people yet? <laughs> it was a couple months ago. I, <laughs> even back then, uh, when I first started, I didn't really post very much because I saw that there were, you know, some people that were just vicious. And I'm like, I, I was almost afraid to post. I mean, I, I'm even still kind of afraid to post <laughs> anything on there. It just, it, it gets out of control. Sometimes it's crazy. Yeah, it absolutely does. I mean, you're, you're not wrong. There's still tons of great people out there, but there are a few that, that just like to cause trouble. How did you navigate that? Did you just start finding other groups to join? Did you did you quickly figure out how apparent is it to a new writer that there's all these subgroups? How does that how does I mean I I know it, but that's because I've kind of watched it evolve, but how is it for somebody brand new? Uh, for me, it was just I started looking just at every a, a lot of posts that were on there, and I'd start seeing people mention this group and this tribe and this you know group over here, and and people were throwing around the word tribe, and I was like, what is what do they mean tribe? You know, like when I think of tribe, I'm like I think of Indians. You know, so yeah. <laughs> I, I wasn't sure what exactly was going on, and um, somebody invited me to join the Jen Sherman tribe. And I was like, okay, you know, sure. It, they, they said, we're much nicer than the OPB. I was like, okay, I'm hooked. Let's go. <laughs> and I got in there and, um, you know, met a lot of people. And, and um, I don't I don't post a whole lot even then versus even now just because 
it's uh, there's just a lot of people that know a lot of people in there. So I'm kind of not one to really jump in uh, or wasn't at least for a while one to jump in very much on conversations that were ongoing. But it was nice because people would offer tips and, and they weren't they weren't, you know, snappy or rude whenever we asked questions. They were actually helpful. And I was like, okay, if only the OPP was more like this, then, you know, that would be great too. So that's kind of how I started finding out, you know, oh, they there are Peloton groups outside of this official page over here. And that's really neat that everybody, you know, tries to make their own little group and, and make make it their own. So uh, you liked all the subgroups so much that uh, you kind of started your own subgroup. So what happened was uh, Jennifer Jacobs was the first person um, I ever took a live or a class period. I don't think it was live. She was the first person I ever took an actual Peloton full ride at my house once I got my bike. And she was actually the one that I took a 10 or 12 minute uh, preview in that showroom back in Atlanta back in August. So I did one of her rides and I was like, okay, man, her playlist is just, it's exactly what I love. And it's very, and the way she teaches is the way I like. And, you know, I'd also, like I mentioned earlier, the Jen Sherman tribe that I got invited to, I took a lot of Jen Sherman classes to up up then and uh, was like, man, both of these, they're they're so different from each other and the way that they teach. But, you know, it's kind of like, for me, it was like the best of both worlds. I kind of get a little bit of both. But then I started taking more and more Jennifer Jacobs ones just because that's more of the way that I like to be coached, I guess you could say. And I just really started just falling in love with her classes and her teachings and just her little nuggets of wisdom she throws out there, whether she realizes it or not. And I said, you know what? Does she even have her own group? And I started looking around and there were groups that would mention her a lot, but they're but not an exclusive one that had like, you know, her initials, like a JJ's tribe or a Jacob's tribe or, or anything like that. And I said, you know, what the heck? I'm going to start one and just see how it goes. I, you know, maybe maybe eventually she'll join it. Maybe eventually I'll get to know her and, and maybe I'll meet a lot of people that like her because I've seen hundreds and thousands of people that have taken her on demand rides. So I just I decided to throw it out there and I actually uh, posted just one time, I think it was on the OPP page and said, Hey, I'm creating one for her uh, if anybody's interested. And uh, it, immediately, a lot of people were all for it. So I was kind of surprised. Yeah, I, I think the uh, demand has been there for a while. Um, so I'm so, so glad that you started that that page. And just for anybody listening who hasn't heard yet, it's it, the page is called JJ's Crew. Uh, and so if you, if you want to join, the uh, link is already out on our Facebook page at Facebook.com dot com slash the clip out or you can just search for it jj's crew there's no space between jj's and the crew (laughs) (laughs) yes we have to be careful with that because if you don't capitalize the c after the s it just it looks like jj's screw and it's just that's just kind of (laughs) awkward yeah i saw you guys talking about uh hashtags for the group the other day and I, i saw you were like i'm gonna capitalize it like this and i was like yeah that's yeah. a good idea <laughs> maybe you should call yeah. it like like crue <laughs> no no because uh jennifer jacobs that's a cool thing is he's actually been able to you know uh in, involve jennifer jacobs and she I, my understanding is she actually requested the name to be is that right billy i don't mean to speak for you but that was what i heard <laughs> Through the grapevine. Well, yeah. So so as I as I started trying to build this little group, I originally did call it Jacob's Tribe because I thought tribe was the cool word to throw around after somebody, you know, one of the instructors. And uh, that's when I was introduced to uh, Kim and Lisa, who are my other admins. And, and shout out to them because they do a wonderful job. And they're just as much responsible for growing this group as, as uh, me starting it. So, you know, they're a huge part of this. I, I wouldn't have the group where it is now without them. A couple um, of great ladies for sure. Yeah. And, and they both know Jennifer. So I, I think that also helped a lot that they were able to relay to her that, you know, Hey, he's actually trying to start a group and be a, 
you know, for you, but at the same time, we're trying to keep the group as positive and uplifting as possible. We don't, you know, there's always going to be somebody causing drama, unfortunately. So, but we're trying to really keep a handle on not letting things get out of control in there. So where were we going with this? (laughs) (laughs) How it it got from uh, Jacob's tribe to JJ's crew. Yeah. So, so yeah, so Kim Kim and and Lisa and I had had several conversations and between the two of them, you know, the messages got back to, to Jennifer and um, we had been talking about already before they started talking to her, I believe, about, you know, what if we change it to JJ's crew or JJ's tribe or something? And uh, she, uh, Jennifer, loved the JJ's crew name change. So we're, uh, as soon as I heard that she loved it, I was like, well, that's a no brainer. We're changing it. <laughs> <laughs> and I, I appreciate you and Tom, uh, Crystal, throwing it out there with all the updates that you do about our group, too. So, I mean, that, that, that is really, really very helpful for us growing our group as well. We wouldn't, we probably wouldn't be as high as we already are without you guys mentioning it too. So thank you both as well. Well, you are welcome. I, it's a, it's a great group. You guys have done a really good job of, of keeping the drama down and making it a really positive space. And it's, you can tell when you join the group that it's thoughtful and it's all about support and it's all about, you know, really appreciating JJ's rides, but also being nice to each other. And it's, it's great. I love those groups. So I, you will always hear me be a huge supporter of those groups because because I enjoy spending time there. <laughs> <laughs> well, well I, I do appreciate that. And that's one thing I do want to drive home to anyone listening is that, you know, um, when, when you're dealing with an online community, an online world, the way that I type something may come across as offensive to someone else or rude or condescending or something. You know, I may just be answering a simple question and somebody thinks, well, that was rude what he typed. And it's like, I don't know how that was rude. I just answered your question. So, you know, the one thing I want to tell everybody that's that's already in our group or that's that wants to join our group is let's all just communicate. Let's all keep it positive. Let's all assume the best about each other, not assume the worst. And let's understand that, you know, if myself, if, if you have a problem with me or Lisa or Kim, message us. If you have a problem with someone in the group, message us. Let's just clear the air. Let's talk about it. And make sure that we all understand because we all like to joke too, but what's a joke to me might not be a joke to you, or you might take it offensive when I'm in it funny. And it's, it just, you know, I can spiral out of control really quickly, but that's, that's the, that's the important part of our group is positivity, positivity, uplifting, celebrating each other's milestones and not worrying about what my output is versus your output because everybody's bike is, and I, I hate to throw out the C word as people call it, but everybody's <laughs> bike is calibrated differently, and some people just change theirs, and some don't. And at the first, it, I was like, "Wait, you know my ex-wife?" <laughs> <laughs> the other two. Oh, yeah. the other two. <laughs> makes a lot more sense in this context. It does, yeah. Because yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, this is about I'm, exercise. <laughs> my motto is plain and simple beat yourself beat beat your last number go yeah. go for beating yourself because it doesn't matter if i beat somebody else's number i don't know where they've been that could be a bad day for them could be a good day for them it doesn't matter it matters what ultimately what each each person's goals are i completely agree although i have to say it, it I, and i've said this before it's so easy to say that and i genuinely believe it but i I can't say that I don't beat myself up whenever I, what? I yeah, what? I, I know I've been known to do that time. Or two. Uh, whenever I can't, I can't achieve the output I would like. Or if I, if I set a goal for myself and I don't, I'm not, I don't get what I want out of it. So I, I have been known to do that a time or two. Mm. So I, it's something I'm working mm. on. <laughs> I, I think what's helped me learn to deal with that more than anything is riding at the Atlanta showroom and, and, uh, shout out to Megan and her staff there because they're just the nicest people on the planet. And I appreciate them letting me ride whenever I'm out there way too often for work. But I've noticed that I can't get anywhere near my numbers at home versus my numbers on the bike there. So in, in the first week, I was a lot like that, Chris. I was all, a lot like, oh, my gosh, you know, why can't I do what I do here? versus home and this is so frustrating and I can't stand it and I'm like I'm 120 off my normal pace and you know what what's going on and then I had to kind of step back and go remember not everybody's bikes are different these bikes are way different than what you got and so I I just so now I just focus on just completing my rides and doing whatever I can do when I'm there versus 
when I'm home, I'm usually trying to beat the last number every time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think probably being able to ride other bikes does help you with that perspective. And, and really, I mean, I've been we've I've had the bike for a year and a half. And I've I've actually only ridden one other bike in studio one time. Yeah, (laughs) that is true. Well, you were on the bike in the uh yeah, we, and we were in Denver. Denver. Yeah, but, but I, didn't, didn't really, I didn't ride. It wasn't a true ride. No. You just hopped on and I did. messed around a little bit. Yeah, because we were getting ready to... We had to fly out right away, so yeah. take the ride. <laughs> yeah, nobody wanted to be on an airplane with you for no. three hours. No. Fresh off a ride. <laughs> that's, no. that's not nice. No, that's I like, did going through security like... I think she has a bomb. <laughs> <laughs> that's like taking off your socks and your nasty toes yeah. everywhere and putting them on people's seats. That's, yeah, don't no. take off your toes. <laughs> That's gross. <laughs> so maybe that's the difference. Like the from the mattress store, it, the, those mattresses are calibrated differently. It explains a lot. <laughs> oh, Tom. <laughs> so, so how's the group doing though? Uh, is it is it growing pretty quickly? How is it? How's it doing? Well, I, I know you read a few weeks ago uh, her Jennifer's message once she came out and made a message to the group. And uh, basically, as soon as that happened, a lot of her friends came out of the woodworks. And we went from, I think, around 500 or a little under 500 to just as of this morning, I think we're at like 810. Nice. Awesome. So it has been just fast and furious. It's been It's been crazy, but it's been great because... We're, we're still growing and everyone that's joined has just had, you know, nothing but love for Jennifer and, and thanking uh, myself and Kim and Lisa for the group. And it's just it, it's been it's been great. And for the people that maybe don't know the whole the whole story, but like so she the message was that she kind of deemed you guys. Actually, it, it's kind of interesting you mentioned that because um, just this morning I took her lot one of her live rides and she was naming all the groups and she specifically said on there that, you know, she loves all her groups and she, she appreciates all of them. And then she said, but I hear there's a new one. And then she mentioned JJ's crew. And then she called me out and said, you know, I, th- I think you're the guy that started it all. So I, I think what she was kind of saying this morning, and I, again, I don't want to speak for her cause I never would do that, but I think it was kind of, I love all you guys. I have my eighties group. I have my, mileage group i have my and i have my jj's crew so i I think she was more of making sure people understood that i'm not exclusive to anyone but i love you all and i appreciate everybody so that's that's kind of where i stand on it is you know i i like to get up and dance every time she posts in our group that's (laughs) (laughs) yeah it is really cool and and as we said the the last time we talked about the on the podcast she's not going anywhere out of those other groups like she's she's still going to be you know interacting with the groups the same way she does but it's nice to have a home just dedicated to, like you said, just just focused on her and her rides and, and not focused on output or anything else. So it's, yeah, it's a great yeah. addition. Thank you. So uh, who would you say is kind of your ideal group member? Like oh, not Crystal, a, of course. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't shoot me on the bike. They don't want me. You made it very clear. So. You, you know, Tom, speaking of that, I have a challenge. Oh, here we go. Oh, it's, none of them have worked yet. <laughs> if, if I can coordinate through my contacts to get Jennifer on the clip out, will Tom, will, will Tom do a 45 minute ride of my choosing? 45 minutes in a row? Yes. In a row? I don't know. Hey. You're on the spot, Tom. I, you got to answer. Well, Your fans want to know. I, well, I I just have the one, and she's right here. <laughs> I uh, I think Crystal would be very upset if I were to ever take a ride, and it wasn't Jen Sherman. Well, <laughs> now you're putting me on the spot. Ah, nice, ooh, nice deflection. Deflection. Yeah. Boom. Well, I'm like I, Wonder Woman with her bracelets. Your ex-wife was good to teaching you one thing. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Just glad it wasn't communicable. Uh, oh my god, <laughs> honey, I just want to see you ride the bike, you know. So yeah. whatever, you know, maybe you don't need to ride just one time. Maybe, maybe you ride more than once. I, I think he's probably afraid that one ride he'll get hooked like everybody else. <laughs> I, I feel pretty safe. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this, Billy. I'm uh, I'm really I'm really hopeful that I'm gonna convince him to get on the bike at HRI. I bought a ticket for him <laughs> to go to the party. 
Well, yeah, but the, well, food the ticket stuff. includes well, there's food and drink. The ticket includes the ride, the and studio. we will be raffling off that ride on an upcoming episode. No, no, episode no, no, no. Pro- oh, <laughs> that was a promotion we were doing. <laughs> so uh, I don't know. We're gonna see how this plays out, but uh, I have a feeling. I think, I, I think I'm gonna have to start some kind of hashtag and get it trending. Like <laughs> Tom, Tom on a bike. <laughs> so next question. <laughs> So so yeah, who's who's welcome in your group? Like, what kind of what kind of member are you looking for? You know, I want to say everyone and anyone that wants to come. But what we what, what one of the things we do look at is first of all, do they even ride with Jennifer? I mean, if they don't, we've had some people apply that didn't ride with her, and we message them and go, hey, you know, our group is all about her, and they're like, oh, sorry, no thanks, because you know that that's that's ultimately what the group is about. It's about Jennifer and the, and the way she teaches, the way she trains us, the way she leads us, and on the from the bike and everything, and, and off the bike even with all of her uh, beyond the ride stuff and other things that she does. So, I mean, that's that's the one thing that we really look at is we look at do you ride with her? You know, not not saying you have to ride with her every day, but I mean, do you ride with her fairly often? Is she a big influence on your rides? And if she is, that's that's kind of the group we want. But I don't want to say just because you don't ride with her, don't apply at the same time. You know, just we ultimately it is about her and what she does for the community. But at the same time, we want to be positive and uplifting and encourage people to help reach their goals. Yeah, absolutely. I think I think that all makes sense. And and so I've noticed that kind of every group has their own culture, if you will. Obviously, yours is very positive. But typically, there's kind of like new like patterns that evolve in each group. So do you guys have anything like unique about your group? Is there anything that you guys are doing that you want the rest of the community to know about? Uh, we've got ideas of things that we're, we're just that Lisa and Kim and I discuss and we, we try to run some of them by Jennifer as well to get her feedback on them. But nothing that I can really come out and talk about just yet because we haven't finalized exactly what. But we do on a weekly basis right now try to welcome every person by name. We do try to have a milestone call out. So are you celebrating a milestone this week, whether it's 50, 100? You know, somebody the other day was celebrating like 600 rides and somebody I think this past week was about to celebrate 2,000 rides. So, wow. you know, we, we yeah, I was like, <laughs> yeah, I'm way behind there. I think this morning was like ride 64 for me. Considering so, you just got the bike though. I mean, yeah. you haven't had the bike that long and you travel. So, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you sound you know, like my- Crystal. Well, yeah, but my achievements don't really count. <laughs> so you know, yeah, we're 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 constantly discussing different things to do, and and um, I can't let the cat out of the bag, as they say, just yet. As uh, but there are some some cool things planned. Awesome. So we'll have some fun stuff to look forward to. Yeah. Very cool. Awesome. So uh, what sort of advice do you have for people who have uh, recently acquired their bike? Take Jennifer Jacobs class all the time. (laughs) (laughs) Just your first couple of rides, figure out how much you can get, how far you can go, but don't push your, don't over push yourself too fast because that's when injuries happen or you can get, you can get, you know, maybe, um, just overwhelmed with the bike easily if you push too much and realize you can't do what you tried to do. So I think it's more of take a couple of rides to figure out where your zones are, where your, where your cadences can lie at, how much can you possibly push, and then just you know slowly build up from there. Okay, very good advice. And what's your leaderboard name and how did you come up with it? Uh, my leaderboard name is TX Fit Drummer. So TX for Texas and Fit Drummer. I've played drums for geez, 35 years, I think, now, or 30, 32 years now, so 30-something years. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> and awesome. even though I'm, I'm a big guy and still trying to get back down to where I was prior to all the surgeries and stuff we talked about, um, I still I'm, feel I'm pretty fit. I mean, I've completed five half marathons, so... I could do another one if I wanted to, but I'm so burned out on running right now. And until November, December, I heard there's something really cool coming out. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the story behind my my name. It's really simple. That's awesome. I like that name. That's a good name. It combines a lot of your things that you love. So that's really good. It's multitasking. It is. Yeah, it is. Right. 
Well, uh, thank you very much for taking the time to join us today. Before we go, um, how can people find you besides JJ's crew, obviously? Uh, really, right now, it's just JJ's crew. Um, I'm not really putting it out there on my personal family page that sure. I'm doing Peloton right now. Gotcha. So I'm just kind of keeping it low-key and keeping it on. Uh, you can also find me under my lead war name on Instagram. So I'm pretty much just sticking to JJ's crew and Instagram for my Peloton stuff right now. Awesome. Okay. Cool. Well, thank you very much for taking time out of your day to join us. Yes, thank you so much. Absolutely. Thanks, guys. I appreciate it. No problem. Here's today's recipe for success. So did Billy provide us with a recipe? He did. He did. He gave us a stir fry recipe, which I'm really excited about. I love stir fry. Stir fry is so good. So healthy. I know it, it involves too many things put together. Yeah, yeah like you got to have your foods not touching. It's yeah. And I don't like stir fry. I like uh, regular fry. <laughs> Where there's grease and oil and stuff. Yeah. Maybe breading. Right. And maybe instead of vegetables, it's chicken. That's my kind of stir fry. <laughs> well, stir fry can also have beef in it. I don't know if this one does. Let's read it. He says Evu oil, and you start with uh, baby carrots, chopped onions. It's extra virgin. It's like ugly. <laughs> oh, extra virgin olive oil. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. How are you an extra virgin? Like, are you ugly? Not only not done it, but you're so ugly, you're never gonna do it. Oh my god! What? It's <laughs> a fair question. I didn't know what Evu meant. I'm I'm just rocked that you knew what Evu meant, and I didn't. Oh, I don't know. I I don't know why I know that. That's a weird thing that you would know. You don't you don't use olive oil. I used to have a little crush on Rachel Ray. Ah, uh, the truth comes out. Is that why I have that Rachel Ray pan set? Tom. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think it's because they had to rebrand after the whole Paula Dean thing. Yeah, I know. That was funny. You know, kid yourself. They just took all the all the Paula Dean pans out of the boxes and put them in Rachel Ray boxes <laughs> and shipped them right back out. <laughs> okay, so extra virgin olive oil and uh, baby carrots, chopped onions, and then some zucchini and squash. And you cover the pile of veggies and you steam them, stir every minute for three to four minutes. And then once all the veggies are soft, add chicken breast chunks. See, there's chicken. Okay. Uh, you want to pre-cook these, though. And then you want to stir them in for a minute or two. Add some ta- add a couple of tablespoons of Bragg's liquid amino. Stir again and enjoy. Unless you're Tom. And then you checked out at the very beginning of the recipe. So, so go get some fries. Thanks, Billy, because that is very true. This might be this might uh, surpass Chris Barrel for my favorite recipe. <laughs> Billy gets you Yeah There's a little Tom Claus There's an asterisk At the beginning Unless you're Tom Just go eat fries Well I would hate To disappoint him So thank you kind sir Thank you for the Great recipe Billy So uh, I guess that's it For this episode What do we have Coming up next week We have Joe Costa I am so excited Awesome That should be a good one Yes Well we have that To look forward to And until then Where can they find you And they can find me At facebook.com Slash crystal D O'Keefe Or on twitter Or instagram At clip out crystal And of course on the bike At clip out crystal And you can find me On facebook At facebook.com Slash Tom O'Keefe Or uh, on twitter At Roger Kubert You can find the show At theclipout.com Or on facebook At facebook.com Slash theclipout While you're there Join the clip out group Stay up to date Everything will push right into your feed we won't irritate you too terribly much that's our promise to you so that's it for this episode thanks for tuning in and until next time keep peddling Clip in, set yourself free. 